0: of His birth. first thing I want to say is for us is to believe in His closeness. As we trace it back, there's just a lot of information, and that information seems a lot irrelevant that this Roman emperor had a census, and that census meant that Mary and Joseph and the child that Mary was carrying the weekend is Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of God. And because this emperor gave a census, it moved Mary and Joseph closer to these insignificant shepherds. And in the natural, this was just a just a normal thing. It was just a government legislation. At that time, nobody was, after the government legislation, nobody was saying, wow, that's amazing, Jesus is going to be giving birth to soon. The shepherds didn't get up in the morning and thought, wow, because of this census, it means Jesus is closer to us. It was just another day. The shepherds had gone up in that morning, just like on the other day, and there's no record that they were... Bible-believing. There was no record that they were worshippers of Yahweh. Just normal, scruffy, stinky shepherds. No record that they tithed. No record that they went to the synagogue. No record that they were expecting Jesus, the Messiah. There was just a normal day. They had gotten up that morning. Their wives had packed their Park lunch, I'm sure, like good wives would do, and they'd said uh, cheerio as they went to work in the field, shepherds had been given the spiel, love you, miss you, safe journey, see if when you come back, and we can, the reality is when your wife says that and you're going to walk for a couple of days, they're going to miss you that much. We went to the men's conference for a few days. We all got the same spiel, men's that had other halves, better halves. Love you, miss you, Hey, a good trip. Enjoy the men's conference. i not like to come back. The weekend, as soon as that door was closed. <laughs> the feeties went up. <laughs> the crackers and cheese came out. The slower got opened. And the TV was switched on. That's what happens, isn't it? Huh? It's like a bad mark against her name. If it rolls were reversed, it'd be exactly the same thing. A few days' break is okay. So the shepherds and shepherds' wives were just here, a normal day with two expectation. They might have been able to recite Psalm 23, because there was shepherds, but there's no evidence that they were prepared to fit with what happened next. Unbeknown to them, this is the wonder of his birth. Unbeknown to them, as they was approaching just a new normal day, Jesus was getting closer through a government, would you believe, legislation. And it causes me to trust Jesus and his closeness. a decree for government that would set up the shepherds for an encounter with Jesus Christ and the heavenly hosts. That fit the shepherds, couldn't they see, was the traveling Mary and Joseph coming closer, coming closer, and coming closer to where the shepherds were, and the shepherds didn't have to do nothing. It was our pure grace. It was our Jesus on the move you can't kind of say that the shepherd's faith led him into an encounter, can you? It didn't have any faith. It was out of the majesty and the wonder of his birth. And it gives my hope today because often we can look through this natural eyes and discern this person's close to Jesus. This person's far, far from Jesus. This person's a rebel, and Christ must be so far from him. This person's a saint, and they must be so close to Jesus. And we'll say, oh, some people, oh, they're not saved yet, but they're so, so close. But yet we'll put other people in a different category and say, they're so rebellious or so anti-Jesus Christ. They're far from Jesus. Yet the gospel of grace is such that we don't need to look through these eyes and discern if I was close to Jesus, if I was not close to Jesus, because you didn't can, as this shepherd's didn't can, and this shepherd's wife didn't know can, that this was just a normal day. But all the while, Jesus was getting closer. And the shepherds couldn't discern it, and they had no faith to believe otherwise. But this is a wonder, of oh, his birth And even as a child, even as a baby, he could navigate, the father could navigate scenarios, use governments, use an emperor that didn't believe in Yahweh, use all these people to set the shepherds up for an encounter with Jesus Christ. Why does that give me hope today? Because I've got to trust that Jesus is getting close to some of my friends and family that need saved even if I can't see it. The shepherds said, Nay, why? I know and if it was coming, yet Jesus was getting closer. In 2020, we're praying for our governments and order because, now I'm sure the election that's coming up will sort our thing out, and after that, it'll have become clear. But I've got to believe that in the midst of all this, that Christ somehow was getting close out of this nation. Do you believe that? That you can look through these eyes and think, this is a mess. Our country so ungodly. But yet, through the eyes of the Spirit and through hearing the Word of God, we can live with a continual hope that Christ is close. Even if people did not seem to have faith, even if people did not believe in his name or his why, the wonder of his birth teaches me that Christ has got a why and the Father has got a why of engineering circumstances, preparing people for a full revelation of Jesus Christ in open heavens. It was interesting when I was studying this, recognizing this scruffy, shepherds putting my there and the journey that Mary and Joseph came to reveal Christ and the shepherds were so close and yet we are so quick to discern they're close to Christ they're far from Christ he came before I even got saved I had questions about eternity nobody else like I before they even knew about Jesus I had questions like I've else about eternity the meaning of life how I this came about. And even in a, an addicted mess that became, before I got saved, I had still those questions about eternity, about life. But I'm trying to say, do not I be too quick to discern or write off your family and think they're far from Jesus? Because God might be setting them up for an encounter that you just can't see that Christ might be doing something in their heart, and even though they're not declaring, Jesus Christ the Savior and Lord straight away, God is doing something for you kind of see in the secret place that's twigging on their hearts, and it might look as though they're angry towards you for believing this stuff, but it really comes from an inner turmoil. It's very confused because you see my answers to the questions that they have. And it's this journey that Yahweh the Father takes people by on this journey setting them up for a revelation. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's speaking to your neighbour before you've spoken to your neighbour about Jesus. When we were saying, well, that's an amazing preacher. Trey Tibbet, I think his name is, and he does a live church at the Holy Land Experience. A very, very profound thing he says. And he went through the history of how God spoke to things and they moved because of his word and the power that he alone has. So he says to the stars and the universe, Go. And if that happened, they went. Not the stars, that's the elements. Our thing went according to he says, the sand on the seashores. And he told the waves for a stop and the boundaries for the sand. And he says, through the time of Noah, he'd called all the animals into the ark. And did they obey? They went into the ark by the power of the voice of his word. So you've got the elements, you've got the animals, you've got the angels. The holy army of the living God obey the commands and the ways of Jesus Christ, this all powerful God. And we just see as Jesus walked on this earth that even the waves and the wind have to obey him. You in the storm, peace be still. So God is speaking to all these different elements and animals, and he's proved it through his word, and they obey. But Jesus didn't come and die for only of them. He didn't come and die for the elements in the universe. He didn't come and die for the wind and the waves. He didn't come and die for the animals or the angels. He came and died for sinful humanity. So fit makes us think that God is only speaking to the Christians. That God is speaking to our humanity navigating a wife for the gospel, putting questions in their hearts about eternity, about the cross, about the foolishness of the gospel, the power of God, that God is speaking because He died for humanity and He wants them to be saved and His heart is that none should perish. And we have had Jesus as a baby drawing people to Himself. The wise men come and now are the shepherds and that's tending their flock. It's a wonder of his birth. Well, I'm believing that Jesus is still speaking into people's hearts. And before I even speak to my family about Jesus, I trust that He is drawing close to them already. Maybe I dare see it with my eyes. I got to believe it in my heart. We got to pray for our neighbors and the people we meet in our workspaces. But God is doing something in their hearts that we didn't see. God will use us, us to confirm if it's maybe already going on. It's a wonder. Oh, His birth. Maybe you're here this morning and Christmas time is about families and maybe went through a period of trial or grief. You may be thinking, well, that's okay, but I'm a wife here, and but my husband's back in the house. Or I'm a husband here, my wife's back in the house. I'm a parent here, my children aren't interested. I'm a child here, and my parents aren't interested. Maybe even as you have come with the house, and maybe it fact, the thought that you came with the house, because you're at church again. you did not again. that while you are here, Maybe this is the time that they start asking questions. Maybe you are here and they're opening up the word of God that you have left on the kitchen table. Maybe you are here and the Holy Spirit is doing something in spite of you being there for them. Because God has a why and Yahweh has a why. The engineer circumstances... To reveal Christ in people's hearts. For we do not get to see. We just trust that he is. Are this morning? I'm believing that God is working in their hearts. The why we would want it is never always the why it works out. The shepherds were scruffy. They were smelly. The revelation didn't it come in the temple. It didn't it come in the synagogue. If I was to map out a salvation plan for my family's life, it would go something like I invited them to something or I led them to Jesus, but I was part of the story. And then they would come and then they would see a grandchild or something at nativity, which could happen as well. The gospel appeal would come, and they would put up their hands in the synagogue. They'd give their hearts to Jesus, and they would never look back. They'd be set free, and they would go on. And a uh, a it would just be a brilliant, happy family. But God doesn't need to save him here. He can be doing something in the scruffy, in the field, in the smelliness, or life that you can't see. And it's not according if it we want This is why we proclaim his ways are higher than our ways. It's a wonder of oh, his birth. God engineering and setting the shepherds up for an encounter. And so it goes on. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields. Verse 8. Guarding their flocks of sheep. Just day in life. Not in the synagogue. Not in their tithes, no worshipping, no in the house of prayer, just day in life. And then suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. we got to pray in their line, we got to pray for suddenlies to happen. Do you like that word? Suddenly. The ahhing was normal and then suddenly, God shows up their friends and their family could be dealing in life ignoring God, nay even looking as though they have the slightest ounce of faith, but then suddenly something happens that's going to change everything about their relationship with a Father that loves them, the eternal King in Jesus Christ. We was praying in the prayer meeting on Monday night that December would bring pleasant Surprises. And it's through Isaiah 47 that it's a time that God is speaking into the nation. And they're going to go through a time, they've been through rebellion, they've got to go through a time of exile, but God was going to bring them back. But there's got to be a surprising amount of people. And God was saying, You will ask the question, Where did all these people come for, from? Where did all those children come from? You will ask the question. So we was praying throughout scripture and believing that God was gonna bless us with salvation. It wouldn't came in every story and it wouldn't have just happen at church, but we'd be asking the question how did this happen? How did these people get saved? Far was the connection. And that we was gonna come into a season in December and 2020 and beyond that would have pleasant surprises. People would start getting saved in places that you wouldn't expect them to get saved, because we expect it to happen at church. But people would start giving their hearts to Jesus on the streets, in the workplaces, in family homes, and church would just be a resounding celebration. And we would ask the question at church: "Hold on a minute, what are these people coming for? What bore these children to God?" I came for it is to hear unpleasant surprises, to get that news for the doctors, for a tragedy to happen. We've been through some stuff as a fellowship this year. And the month of December is a month for surprises and parcels and gifts. I'm praying, and we shall be praying for, a, as a fellowship, some pleasant surprises. They would break the mold, or just churches would see it, Maybe hear the angels sing. There'd be glory found, not just in this place, but in our homes. There'd be a pleasant surprise for people that were sick to bed well. There'd be marriage restoration, family registration. They would need to start not just believing and seeing unpleasant surprises, but believing for pleasant. Glorify, Jesus, glorifying surprises. Wouldn't that be the best Christmas present that we could get? Better than a coffee advent calendar. As good as that is. As I thought there. Surprises. Even as a baby, he could draw people to himself because I was preparing for us and believing that Jesus was moving in a way that we cannot see, and especially for them, our nearest and dearest, that God does not really need their faith to reveal Himself to them. The shepherds had their faith. They had nothing, but yet they encountered us suddenly. And as we mull our the scriptures in Advent season and we see how it applies to our life, I felt as so, though that the Holy Spirit would say, look, didn't I simply miss the beauty or the wonder of his birth? And I far victim to this because I'm aware that after preach through us and anybody that preaches through this time, we're always looking for how this applies to us, because that's what you bring. And Sundays. But sometimes we miss the wonder of the woods. Because we're just trying to look at other different types of trees. And hopefully already we've given you something to go away and apply. And give you hope that God is moving. For we didn't see. He is speaking to people. He is in spite of political weirdness. And political complications and amongst it ah God is maybe setting us well out the maybe God is setting this nation up for a revival and a revelation of Jesus in the midst of it. So we didn't understand it it was very weird that nobody connected the dots That this census means Jesus is coming. The census means that shepherds are gonna now encounter the glory. Nobody joined the dots it was a mystery of God but God did it. And he used our thing to his glory. And that gives us hope. It gives us hope to hear that Jesus can suddenly bring us suddenly to people that's gone about normal life. But yet, I didn't want us to lose the simplicity and the essence of the wonder of his birth. Because nobody on the face of the planet has ever had a birth like us. The birth of Jesus was prophesied as a coming moment that was going to change the hell history of the universe and it was prophesied through prophets that this was to be a catalyst moment that the messiah the savior would come and it was a wonder of his birth that changed our thing that's far we get our years fair can you went to school and this is common knowledge but we're going to 2020 because it goes back to the time that jesus was born and as we look forward to revelations, we came that he's got to be the coming king. It was the Lamb of God that was crucified before the foundations of the world. And I don't want you to miss the wonder of his birth. I came, we've got a couple of expecting mothers in here this morning. And I was born at some time, wasn't you? I can at least get an agreement with you. You were born. <laughs> Let's start at the basics. But, none is, as much of oh, the celebration, whiz, and as much as the phone calls happened, nobody got a birth like us. As didn't happen at the Peter Heade Maternity Ward. almost said the Brock Maternity Ward, but to save my getting corrected and changing it next week because of Daggy Birthday on the Mirror. Peter, he'd met, they haven't seen this yet. I didn't think. Because this has happened to nobody before, and nobody will get this entrance once again. It's a wonder, oh, his birth. And when I read through it, I was like, wow, what a scene. He doesn't need to preach for it. He just needs to say it as it is, because it's so amazing that this baby Jesus came. So I'm just going to read for verse 9. This was the shepherd's experience. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them. It doesn't bother me whether you apply any of this to your life. Sometimes you just need to read the scripture and go, wow. The Bible is not just for you to get to fit today in life and for, it just becomes about me. Feed me, feed me, feed me. I need something to live by. Sometimes the Bible just tells you how amazing Jesus is. And you don't need to apply on it, but say, "Wow, that scripture is now about you applying on thing in your life, but it's to leave you with a sense of wow." And if you stop there, it's job done. If you just go, "Wow," suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy, not just to the church, not just to the elders or the deacons, I bring you great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem. The city of David. Put that on Facebook. So I can't hear what happens. Child gets born, clean it up. Mother was completely shattered and whacked. One asleep, but we need a Facebook post first again. Smile. 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 What an epidural. Let's announce this on Facebook, which is great, and I'm not knocking at. Will you imagine this? The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. That scene looks so normal, lying in a manger. But suddenly, another suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others like heaven couldn't they wait to join in the celebration. One angel turns up, says a little spiel, and all oh, the angels of heaven like, oh, we want to join the party. We need to join in because it says that we're met with we the heavenly hosts. The armies of heaven turns up to the birth of Jesus, praising God and send glory to God in highest heaven. It's a wonder of His birth. Peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. And they got the glory. How else could you respond if you was a shepherd? When the angels said, return to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about, this scruffy, smelly, shepherds, their job was to look after all the sheep, but one touch for the king changes everything, because I suddenly happened, and they didn't really care when they about the sheep, and Father was protecting the sheep, and the word a wolf's going to come in, and it's funny how one encounter with Jesus, sometimes things that seem so significant before, pales in insignificance, because that shepherds is to become one of the first missionaries, They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds became preachers and evangelists. They told everybody what had happened. How could you know? And what the angel had said to them about this child. It's a wonder of his birth. All who heard about the shepherd's story were astonished. As a mother does. Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to the flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. I asked the worship team to come up. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You've just got to say... Wow. Say it after me. Wow. 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 If it wasn't enough that he could de a circumstance and pull a switcheroo to get Jesus next to the shepherds so they could go to see him on foot. It wasn't a car's drive the didn't have to jump on an airplane, they could go and see them on foot. That Jesus was drawing close to them and they knew it not. And then it suddenly happened, if that was near enough, we are simply left in awe and wonder with the coming of his birth. And my prayer is that we would trust Jesus, that he is moving in people's lives, the people that we commit to the Lord. In prayer meetings and our daily walk with Jesus, we pray for our friends, we pray for our families, and we trust that, that as near the end, of it, that God is indeed drawing Himself closer to them, regardless of their behaviour, or their thoughts, or even their proclamation at this point. And we're believing for suddenly it will change our thing. But during this Advent season, can I just get hung up on how does it apply to you? Do I get hung up on you? Because Christmas can be a most generous time or oh, the calendar. But if it becomes about you, then it's also the most selfish time of the calendar. And if I got, for he did, if I didn't get, for I got, and for I got was no better than they got, and next door got a better car than me, and I didn't get that, so now I'm very disappointed because Christmas is about you let's go through this advent season we are wow Jesus came and changed everything and it's a wonder of his birth if I get, if I want it doesn't matter if I get what I desire and think that I need to get by in life if I don't get it doesn't matter I'll still get socks and boxers for some day. <laughs> this isn't a matter, does it? Does it really matter? If it matters, it's about you. But Christmas isn't about you. It's about the wonder of his birth, and we celebrate because of him. My prayer for me and my family is that we wouldn't go through this next season if we, we can get and compare ourselves to other people that have gotten there. It's not a time for families to get in an extreme debt to try and please your kids. I love you regardless. It'll be January before we can it. and The bell will have to be paid. So let's go through it with an appreciation, a gratitude that Jesus came. It's a wonder of oh, his birth. If you find something to apply yourself, great. But Before we leave, let's leave with a sense of oh, wow. Wonder of his birth, multitudes of angels showing up to the party, shepherds becoming missionaries, unstoppable because they carried hope and the message of salvation. They told everybody about Jesus Christ. It's a wonder of his birth. Let's stand in his presence. He's a resurrected king. We didn't worship a baby worship a risen saviour that is here because he is here you can speak to him on your own because he's here we can feel his love and compassion and he gives us hope to get through this life and Jesus we come before you and we thank you that we can't find things to apply in our lives we thank you and we trust you that you are moving in ways we cannot see We trust you that even in a time that we confess there's so much political unsurity and indecision and amongst us, you're navigating a way to bring salvation to earth. You're navigating a way to birth revival in the hearts of your people in this land. and We pray for this land because it's this land that you have given us. And we carry a hope and expectation that you are kindling revival fires in places that we cannot see. And God, we don't write off on a denomination. We don't write off on a place of worship, but God, in places we cannot see, that you are going to reveal Christ in workplaces, in schools, in universities, in colleges. You got to reveal your presence to the scruffy people, the stinky people, the shepherds. You will also reveal yourself to the wise men, to the judges, to the doctors, to the MPs and to the politicians that you will reveal yourself to them also. We look forward with an expectation of suddenness. God, when we live in this life, we simple religion and Christianity becomes rules and structures we must confess it gets boring but God would you give us a sense of awe and wonder back to the church of the living God that we would again see suddenness that suddenness heavens would open and encounter lost people and they will be saved but God as we come in and we sing this last song with a sense of wonder wonder of your birth. Captivate every heart, a birth like no other. A birth that will not be seen again, for you will come, neither be born or a virgin again. You will be coming as a glorious King. In this moment of stillness, since the angels' celebration, they did not turn up at the birth of Moses or Joseph, the birth of Ezekiel or Elijah, but yet they are turned up for the birth of the Messiah. In Jesus' name, amen.